you are about to experience a message from South Lake Church, a church who gathers together 10.30 a.m. Sunday mornings at Hometown Heroes Park in League City, Texas. And here at South Lake, it's about relationships with Jesus. And we do this as we engage, grow, and share Jesus in our community relationships. Make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Stay up to date with all that's happening here at South Lake Church. And we are continuing our sermon series talking about spiritual gifts, which for Lutherans can be a scary discussion to talk about spiritual gifts. And last week we shared that Jesus promised that he would send the Holy Spirit. And through that Holy Spirit, there would be gifts made to his people to do all amazing things. So now we're going to be talking about what does that mean for us? Now, before we get started, does anybody have any special talents that they want to admit publicly? <laughs> All right, Philip, what's a special talent? Pogo sticks. Pogo sticks? I cannot stand balance on one to save my life, but you can do it, huh? All right, so we got pogo sticks. Any other fun skills, talents? That's it? Wendy. Ooh, how many people can speak a different language? Se hablo en español, mi un poquito es muy gringo. So, uh. <laughs> any other? Roller skate. So again, you got some balance on this family, which is good. Any other special talents? Whether balancing, speaking languages. Burp your ABCs. That takes some. That takes some talent right there. Well, I bring that up because there's certain things that happens in all of our lives that makes us unique, that can sometimes break the ice, or comfort and be there for someone when things are struggling or going on. I bet mom and dad love when they're stressed out to hear the um, pogo stick go up and down all the time. But that's what we do. We have talents, and it's important for us to recognize that, that we have this gift to use it for other people. But sometimes we forget that there's a purpose behind it. And here today, we're going to be talking about what that purpose is. Because each and every one of us has talents, has gifts. And I know that for anybody who is baptized, we are promised that the Holy Spirit is with us, which also means the Holy Spirit grants us these gifts to help share our faith with others. You might doubt that, or you might be told you might not have a dominant or a supportive gift. I promise you, the Holy Spirit is working through all of us. And that comes back to our reading today. So our reading comes from 1 Corinthians. I love the letters, the book of First and Second Corinthians. Does anybody know why? What's so special about First and Second Corinthians? First and Second Corinthians is a letter, or two letters, written to a church plant. Oh, so we got some similarities here. This church plant is so dysfunctional that people are so upset with one another that they're suing each other, they're calling each other names, somebody's enjoying certain type of relationships with their mother-in-law, there's some weird stuff going on all in here. First and Second Corinthians is really a letter of a dysfunctional church, which means for all of us, there's hope. Because if Paul can write to them and work with them, I have yet to see us have those kind of experiences here at church go through that. But the point being is, People have. So Paul is writing to a church with a lot of dysfunction, a lot of problems, and he reminds them about the gifts of the Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is on a church. No matter who you are, 
And he uses the word, you're part of Christ's body. This is a phrase we hear all the time for Scripture. What that means is not that you're part of, like, God's big body like this, but each and every group of people that meets together, you're connected to God as a whole church, as in all the believers around the world, all 2.63 billion Christians that are worshiping a Sunday, you're connected with them because you're gathered with other people. And the term they use this all the time is a body. So we're a part of that. What I love here is if you go back to your reading, Paul starts talking about the Holy Spirit. Now, I told you this is a dysfunctional church, right? They got a lot of issues. But before they talk about the Spirit, in the chapter beforehand, Paul talks about the Lord's Supper. And the reason why I bring this up is that before we start talking about the Holy Spirit and gifts and all the crazy things that people might associate with the Spirit, we need to remember it starts with Jesus first. So for that church, before he talked about the gifts they had, let's remember we come together for the body and blood of Jesus, that he is present with us. And when he's present with us, it's amazing what the Holy Spirit is doing. And this ties back from our reading from last week. Jesus, on the night which he was betrayed, he was out in the garden, told his disciples, I am leaving you. I'm no longer going to be with you like this. But guess what? It's okay. For a comforter is coming to help you and be with you. So here we are today now reading Paul, reading to this church plant, reminding them the importance of the Lord's Supper, Christ's present. And now he shares with them, by the way, here's some cool things about being in this body of Christ. I don't want you, and this is really important here, I love this. I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that when you were still pagans, we were led astray and swept away along worshiping speechless idols. I know that sounds like, okay, good, those are terrible people. What he's trying to say is, until you became part of the body, part of a church, you were doing all kinds of things, worshiping all different ideas of who God is, and missing this relationship. But because you're now in this body, in this relationship with God, there's some cool things that are happening. And last week we did this. And we, uh, I had everybody say this out loud with me. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus. And here's the other part. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. It's a reminder for us that the person who too, truly acknowledges Jesus as God, as Lord, it's not us. It's God. It's God working through us and speaking and being there. When I have my doubts and my worries about where God is in my relationship, I take that moment and say, Jesus is Lord. In fact, what's this? let's say that together. Anybody wants to say it out loud? Jesus is Lord. But then he goes on to say, uh, with this one spirit, there are different gifts, different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Ah, so service. Service is a gift that the whole church has together. Now, with that said, some of us, serve because it's mandatory or this or the government might tell you have to do some service but for some of us we have a huge passion for it and it's really easy to say well I don't have a spiritual gift of service so I don't have to help with that but Paul's making a point though within the church there's service happening so so for some of us you're lucky enough to enjoy it for others it's you got to get it done but we serve together as a family as the body of Christ and then when he talks about service, he also has a spiritual gift given to each of us so we can help one another. So there's a purpose there. And one spirit also gives the ability to give wise advice, but another they give them the message of special knowledge. 
I like to talk a lot. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, and I love, my, I love how we all gather together. No, but the Holy Spirit makes a point that for some of us, there's also a term called discernment. There's things that work in the church where we need to speak up and talk to one another. For some of us, that's too easy, and sometimes we might need to hold back or be quiet. But remember, you ever feel that little voice in your head that says, I need to speak up and call something out right now? And can you remember those times where you didn't speak up and then you realized you probably should have? I really think that's kind of what Paul's go, going at with the Corinthians. That we need to speak up to one another, give advice, give wisdom. But at the same time, you also better be growing in your faith of Jesus. Just because you're new to faith and you have this idea that Jesus is a cool guy doesn't mean you should just be speaking up and sharing everything. But when you feel that on your heart and your mind, you need to speak up. Paul is encouraging you to give advice, speak with that knowledge. He gives us some, some of us to discern the message. He also gives people the chance to speak with tongues, which is, this is a fun one. As far as I want to talk about it is, is the idea that God's message is spoken in many different ways. And some people have a gift to be able to speak that in many different languages. There are other interpretations. Some will say this is some special secret message that's spoken. I'm pretty sure scripture makes a really important point. It's our job to share Jesus. And if people don't understand what we're doing and hear nothing but nonsense, that doesn't help. Now, Paul also calls out when you do this, you better have somebody there to actually speak the gospel. So there's a, there's a partner here. But the point are, there are gifts. And as we keep reading through all of this, what's the point of these gifts? To help serve, show God's love to people all in our lives. I'm going to tell you right now, we have all these different gifts here. And the last one I want to mention is the one about prophecy. What does that mean? Now, this is something that gets mistaken in our culture, so I'm going to bring this up. A prophet is somebody who speaks on behalf of somebody else. So Moses was a prophet because God spoke to Moses, and then Moses spoke to the people as if, you know, in the place of God. He acted as a prophet. When we think prophecy, we typically think of what? Telling the future. Now, if anybody knows the next lottery numbers, you know, we can work through that. 10% to the church, remember. But typically when we think of prophecy, it's fortune-telling. But prophecy here is really meaning the importance of speaking as if God's speaking through you. And the best way to be able to do that is to have that relationship and to be in the Scriptures. And that's really, uh, for me, a humbling one because as a pastor, I act like a prophet right now because I'm speaking with you. But each and every one of you, when you share your faith and talk about it with somebody, you're actually acting like a prophet. What you've shared, what you've learned, what you've been reading to somebody else, in many ways you're acting like a prophet. For me, that's humbling and respectful. Also reminded, a reminder of the importance of not to abuse that. But again, what's the purpose? So I can have a job? So others can have a faith with Jesus. And we all get to do that. So that's where most of our section of Paul this week is talking about that. And we'll continue reading here. Because now we're going to learn next week different gifts, how we have different ways of working together. But the key thing is the Holy Spirit brings it all together for us. I love this last part of Paul says. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles. Some are slaves, some are free. But we all have been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we shall share the same spirit. Paul makes a point. No matter your culture, we're all God's creation. No matter your class, your wealth status, 
education status, we are all God's creation together. And no matter if you're somebody who grew up in the faith all your life or somebody who's just new to it, we are all together God's creation. We are all the body as one. And that's the joy and peace that Paul brings to this thing called the Holy Spirit among us. So the question becomes, what does that mean for us today with these gifts? How do we share the death and, death and resurrection of Jesus? How do we talk about this relationship we have? Well, one of the ways here at uh, Gloria Day at Southlake that we'll be doing this is actually through an online assessment. So hopefully most of you here received an email today from me this week with a link to go to our website where you can log on and actually take the assessment. For those who have taken it, again, this is just a tool. This is not something set in stone. This is not something that the dear Lord came down with an angel and said, take this test and you will know your spiritual gifts. But it's a way to give guidance and encouragement for what we have. So much so we enjoy doing this, that right here, and we have them on the, on the table, if you like to take some home to do this with your children and have this conversation, you can actually fill this out with them and ask questions. You can actually either bring this back or take a picture and email myself or Becky, and we'll get this added to their um, profile. So again, if you have any questions or up front, we'll talk after. There's actually a way for your children to do this too. Because here's the thing. It's really easy to think those who know enough about the Bible are the ones who are supposed to do things at church. Or those that reach a certain age are supposed to be the ones that are supposed to help out. But the answer is, if we're one body, if he uses the word body, we're all a part of this. And the more all of us gather together, no matter the age, education, all these things do this together, this is how we act as a body of Christ. This is how we engage. This is how we grow. This is how we share Jesus. So my encouragement for you this week, please take the spiritual assessment, because next week, I can promise you this, it'll be a shorter service. You heard me, shorter service. And the reason why is we're going to spend time after church then. What are ways that we can continue to use our gifts here at Southlake to help be in our community? And for those who are serving, my hope is that when you take your spiritual gifts, this is encourages you for what you are doing. Or maybe ask the question, are there other areas? But the point being, this is something we do together. My encouragement this week, because I started the service all asking you, have you had any conversations or talk with people? Take a moment this week and ask somebody to share their story with you. Maybe they're doing something and ask them, where'd you learn that from? Or maybe they're a passionist. Just ask them a question to hear more about them and let it go from there. You might have a chance to invite them to South Lake or maybe to a gathering. But my challenge for everybody here, if you look in your bulletin, is take time just to learn, listen to somebody's story. It's amazing how things can happen out here. So my encouragement this week, as we again look at our spiritual gifts, take our assessment, see where we're leading, is that we're here to serve together as one body. And I can't wait for next week as we come together and learn how we get to do this together to engage, grow, and share Jesus or community relationships. Amen? Amen. Thank you for taking time to hear a message from South Lake Church. And as we engage, grow, and share Jesus together, make sure to click subscribe on your favorite player. A way to stay up to date that's all happening here at South Lake Church here in League City, Texas.